Hello and welcome to There's No Place Like Summer Camp. I'm your host, Andrew Waterhouse. And in today's episode, we're doing a review. And the review is of The Unplugged Summer. So, come into our tent and I'll spill the beans. everyone and welcome to another episode of There's No Place Like Summer Camp. Like I said at the start of this episode, this is a review of The Unplugged Summer, which is a book by George Horner. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Now, I have to start with how did I come across this book? And being a part of There's No Place Like Summer Camp and um, releasing my own book very soon, um, I always keep an eye out on new entries and um, summer camp related books on Amazon and this happened to turn up and it really piqued my interest because it's an Englishman's perspective of life at an American summer camp. Now if that's a subtitle that's going to hook me in, that's going to be it. An Englishman's perspective of life at an American summer camp, which is pretty much the whole point of my book. So it really piqued my interest and I had to order myself a physical copy. Whenever I do get uh, the chance to order a book, especially those around summer camp, I don't want to get an ebook and read it there. I want to, um, I want to get the physical copy and see what it's like as the author intended and all of the work that they've put into it. So what I have here is a copy of his book. And if you've followed me on Instagram, you would have seen a couple of months ago that I received this and I sort of let it die. I didn't do any follow-up episodes. I didn't comment any further on this book. And um, the reason for that, and I, I do apologize if George is listening to this, I I do, um, I, I didn't post anything about this because it's a book that really, ugh, I wish it was better. I really do. Um, but we'll get into that. So before we begin, um, I just want to rem remind you guys that there is a competition on at the minute. So if you go to there's no place like summercamp.com forward slash competition, you can win yourselves a copy of my book. Now there's two books available as ebook and there's one paperback available as well. And uh, whoever wins, I might get in touch with you to see if you want it signed, which uh, which I can do, which will be pretty cool. So if you if you want to enter, all you have to do is go to there's no place like summercamp.com. All you have to do is click on the links. If you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you get yourself uh, some entries, but you have to go to that page to enter. Um, I think you get an entry for following me on Twitter and an entry for following us on Instagram. Um, and you also have a chance to sign up to a newsletter as well. All you have to do is type in your email address and you have an extra entry. So you've got until the 1st of April if you want to get in with a chance of winning a book. It's only open to the UK only because I have to post it myself and it's going to cost a bit of an arm and a leg to send it anywhere else. But if you are interested in picking up There's No Place Like Summer Camp, it does actually release on the 4th of April. So it's not actually that far away now. And uh, I really hope that the people that are listening to this in the very far future um, know that the book's sort of out now. Um, obviously, if you're listening it, if you're listening to this beyond the 4th of April 2022, 
Um, it's out. It's available on Amazon. But if you're listening to this at the time of upload, it's not. So let's crack on with the rest of this episode. Okay, so I've talked about how I found this book in the first place. I like to keep an eye on the latest publishments of um, summer camp books, and it really piqued my interest in Unplugged Summer, an Englishman's perspective on life at an American summer camp. Now, I want to start with the back of this book because it's going to give you a lot of perspective on what to expect within this. So, it was in September 2014 when George Horner began his quest of spending the following summer in America. He's hoping to work at an American summer camp, a place of unfamiliarity with limited access to social media and with numerous kids to supervise. This memoir reveals the challenging journey for the Englishman in his pursuit of being welcomed on board by a summer camp director. Will working at an American summer camp become his destiny? Will he be embarking on the most memorable summer? George is from Hampshire, England. His enthusiasm for sport led him to achieve a BA Honours Degree in Sport Development at the University of Chichester in 2013. He then focused his career progression in the health and social care sector and in February 2019 he completed a two-year postgraduate diploma in adult nursing based at the University of Southampton. This has enabled him to become a registered nurse at the NHS. With all his achievements in his life so far, including the writing of this book, perseverance was the key. So that's the whole premise of this book and you have to understand that the angle of this book that it tries to take you down is how technology is not evident or very much in the background of volunteering at a summer camp and it's a totally different angle to the other ones that I've read. Now George here um, goes to volunteer at Camp Ace Invaders and it's through a program called Wild Packs which I hadn't actually heard of before but Wild Packs are similar to what Camp America is, Camp Leaders and all that good stuff, AmeriCamp you name them. that's something I've only really noticed since doing this podcast, by the way, and um, sort of getting balls deep into the summer camp stratosphere sort of thing is um, how many different programs there are. But I'd, I'd never heard of Wild Packs until I uh, read this book, but it's similar to Camp America. I think he goes for this program because they actually pay slightly better than Camp America. But uh, anyway, I'm beside the point. So... At the start of this uh, podcast, I said that I really wish there was more from this book. So I have to start with the shite points of this book. So the first thing that really gave it away to me um, was there was 73 fucking pages before he's even at summer camp. It's so much rambling. And like I say, if George is listening to this... It's not personal, it's not um, envy, jealousy, it's just a guy behind a microphone trying to, um, you know, do a bit of a review. I like to read a lot, and um, I think I'm considerably older than you as well, so don't take it personally, Um, but 
this is just my opinion and I think it's good to have these dialogues and uh, I can recommend things to my audience because I think some people may click with this idea and they might think oh you know what that's quite a good angle actually this is just my personal opinion myself um, so uh, take it with a grain of salt but yeah uh, the Unplugged Summer is all about how technology is disconnected from summer camp and um, what I straight away found was there's so much rambling in this book 73 pages before you're actually at summer camp um, you hear so many times where camps come and go during the interview stage that it is so laborious and boring you go through quite a few chapters where you you just look back and go what the fuck was that in there for why are we talking about this interview that he had with the summer camp and then fell through. It kind of gives you a bit more of the background of what it's like to actually go and apply for summer camps, but I really don't think it needs to be in there when you're talking to, say, four or five or six different summer camps, and then you finally land that position. There's a whole chapter... In there as well about how monotonous the stages actually are for camp and at one point he actually kicks off with the director because there's that many stages that he's just getting frustrated and I just found it quite funny in a way because that shouldn't really be in the book um, I can understand the frustration of someone that's young going to camp and maybe it's their first job um, and getting frustrated with the amount of stages there are because there certainly are loads of stages to go into summer camp but I didn't really understand why he kicks off. Maybe he has some sort of bad day. And that's the sort of problem with this book throughout is that there's no context and there's no development off the page. And there's a lot of showing rather than uh, sort of telling or there's a lot of telling to the reader rather than showing them. And that's a skill that I've had to try and pick up in the six years now that I've been working on There's No Place Like Summer Camp. But I'll get onto that a little bit more in a second. There's a whole chapter in this book that's based on him passing a driving test. Now, I don't know what the hell that has to do with being in an unplugged summer camp. But I guess it gives you a bit of background to this guy and the run-up into summer camp. Um, for me personally, it started way, 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 way too soon. Um, because I wanted to get to the meet. I wanted to get to the time that he's actually at summer camp and seeing that effect of no technology while you're at camp. The writing I didn't really get, like... The structure of this book, I really didn't understand. And that's a real, real core problem of Unplugged Summer. It's not in a structure where it's day by day. It's not in a structure where it's chronological, really. And it's not even in a structure where it's like week by week. It's a, or like a summary of events. Sometimes it goes from one day to the next. And there's really mundane things there. And other times it just skips over whole loads of weeks, especially when he's actually at camp, which is funny enough, because the whole point of the book is to be about summer camp. But I was frustrated as a reader, especially as someone that was outside of this summer camp, because I'm listening to this, or should I say reading this, I didn't get this on audiobook. I don't think it's available as audiobook. Um, but I was reading this and I was it was such a mishmash of people, time frames, 
tenses was really it made it really hard for me to read um, and I can kind of take that with a like a I always say a pinch of salt I, I, I can take that as a reader myself because I know it's a self-published book it's done through the KDP program but when I was reading this I was just so frustrated because it just needed a bit more care and attention and a bit more time um, I didn't know for instance who's who who's friends with who and that's a real hard problem to try and uh sort of fix as an author of a book and that's why it took me so long to get there's no place like summer camp up to its release where it is today and a point where it can be released to the public and it's going to be readable for the average joe it's not just going to be readable for those that are at camp who can sort of switch the names out in their head and understand who's who um it's a lot more work to it than just throwing something together based on memory and jumping all over the place, especially with the tenses and the rhythm of the book. There's a whole chapter in this book as well on a rainy day where basically George has played some football and then he goes on a Skype call. Now, that's a fucking chapter of the book. And I don't like to swear, but what the fuck is the point of that chapter? I've literally summed up a whole chapter of this book where he's basically saying, oh, I played some football, it rained today, and I went on Skype. What's that doing in there? I don't care that you did those three things. That's such mundane things that I could easily do at home that I didn't really understand the connection of why the Unplugged Summer sort of tied in with stories like that, where um, Skype calls, he had a Skype call, cool. Okay, cool, tell me a bit more. Tell me, what does that mean? So that I found that there was way too much description of really mundane, boring things like the setup of an icebreaker rather than um, the people that he's meeting. Surely when you go to summer camp, the people are the most important part and the relationships that people have and meeting strangers for the first time and becoming uh, friends with those people. That's the that's the whole core of summer camp to me. And I'm sure that resonates with a lot of you that have been to summer camp yourselves. It's not about what are the exact rules of the icebreaker and did it rain today and did I have a Skype call to home? Now, this is, this is a really cutting review and I do apologize, but I think it really gives you some perspective on the amount of work it takes to try and get a book that's out there that's going to be entertaining and educational and insightful. Um, and that's what I really have tried to do with There's No Place Like Summer Camp. Now, I'm not criticizing this book like I'm saying There's No Place Like Summer Camp is going to be the perfect book because I could see a lot of connections when I was reading reading George's book here that actually um, remind myself of my time applying through the, the story and um, getting myself through those processes and sort of, you know, I could see a lot of connections between our story and his, or my story and his, shall I say. Um, but it it really, I think it just needed a lot more work. And I was surprised, actually, to see at the end of the book, there's a lot of thank yous to the people that sort of helped him to get to where he is now. And I was surprised to see that there was two editors on this. Now, I saw a lot of issues with... I think it's I think what he needed was sort of an overall big picture zoom out of the book see what's the problems with it overall rather than the spelling and I think where the problem is with this book is the spelling is absolutely perfect 
I can't fault the spelling. Um, I can't fault the grammar or anything like that. I, I, I can only fault the overall story because it's so hard to read and the structure is all over the place. And I'm really surprised that two editors couldn't point that out to George. So, like I say, there's a lot of skimming over the details that you wish you learned a bit more about. Um, like, I want to know more about the camp. I want to know how big it is, what sort of people are there. I want to know about the specialties. Like, there's times during this book where I was just so frustrated, but I kept going through it because, you know, I'm writing a book on it. I need to see what the competition in, um, I'm using air quotes, uh, the competition is for there's no place like summer camp but i was really str- it's it's an it's an uphill read if you if you get this book it's going to be an uphill read and like i say i'm not trying to slag anyone off i'm not saying that my book's going to be perfect i, I expect reviews like this for my book and i think constructive criticism i think i just completely annihilated the <laughs> the pronunciation of criticism um is only going to help people you know so um you sort of have to, I'm not trying to get personal, I'm not saying George is a bad person, I'm not saying anything like that, I'm saying this project for me, personally, it didn't click with me, and I just wish it could have been better, because there were some real ingredients there that could have been so good, so he, he skims over a part where he talks about, oh, I walk past the circus specialty, and I'm like, circus specialty? Tell me more about that. Um... I would have loved to have known more about this circus specialty. I didn't know circus was a thing that summer camps teach. What was that like? Did he ever have a go? It sounds so cool, but yet it's just skimmed over. It's just like, oh yeah, I walked past the circus specialty when I was taking the kids back to the cabin. Okay, well, (laughs) you've just missed a real opportunity there to tell me more about your camp in particular. And I think that's what um, Michael Eisner actually does quite well in his book um that's something I'd, I'd recommend I, I did enjoy his book uh, a lot more than this um and speak speaking of um circus specialties there's also speed boating so as a reader i'm like you're talking to us you one of the characters he introduces is like a speed boating teacher or specialist i want to know about the speed boating that sounds really cool George go on speedboating? I don't know. Was it something that he just cut out from the book? Or is there a reason he didn't go on the speedboating himself? Did he ever take the kids speedboating? It's really, this is what I mean, this is really frustrating because I can't answer that and I've read the book. But it's something that the Unplugged Summer wish delve into those details went into a bit more about how George was thinking at the time and I think the overall bigger picture of this book is so hard to pinpoint what he's trying to achieve here because it's not so much a diary, but it's not so much a story either. It's a nothing, it's re, it's a nothing sort of, there's no base, there's no structure, there's no thought that's been put behind this is exactly what I'm going to tell and why. But um, I have to say that adding... Uh, the detail to um, the behind 
the sort of the very start of going to summer camps. That was quite cool. I have to say it's quite cool, but it just went on for way too long. 73 pages before you get to summer camp. Now, I, I can tell you, I, you, you know that's way too much. Um, and... <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll finish on my last beef with this book, okay? There's more conversation with the camps that George didn't get into than his first two days at camp. I apologise if you can hear a dog. Now, that really does sum up this book because I don't care about the, the camps that he talked to one time and didn't get in. For whatever reason. I don't care. I care about the camp that he's going to. Like, when I look back and think about my summer camp experience, I don't remember exactly all of the camps that I spoke to and the process that I went through and how frustrating it was and almost quitting because there was too many steps. I don't care about that. I care about the time that I actually spent at camp. The admin and boring side of paying, going for an interview, going to the doctors, getting a CRB check. That's such mundane stuff that it was just, really, like I say, it was really frustrating. And to see that there was more conversations with the people that he he he, he got interviewed for and then didn't get the positions, or he decided the camp wasn't for him, so he just quit from a camp that had accepted him. I don't care. I care about those first two days at camp a lot more because they're the people that you're going to be at camp with. And um, I think you really missed the mark on that one. With Audible, you can listen to a vast range of audiobooks, from your AAA bestsellers to independent authors like myself. With a membership, you get one credit per month to download and keep any title that you wish. And if you are a Prime member, you start your membership with two free audiobooks. You can listen on any device, and I find them best when travelling to work. You get unlimited listening to the Plus catalogue featuring thousands of Audible originals, podcasts and audiobooks, as well as exclusive member-only deals. You can start a free 30-day trial today by visiting summercamp.com forward slash audible which will give you a no obligation 30-day trial while also supporting this project hello fresh are the leading fresh food subscription company who deliver pre-portioned ingredients for its users you get weekly meals straight to your doorstep meaning no more time wasted traveling back and forth from the supermarket and no more time stressing about what to have for dinner. You can get everything from family favorites, vegetarian or calorie controlled options. The choice is yours. Get fresh recipes straight to your doorstep with HelloFresh and There's No Place Like Summer Camp. All you have to do is go to there's no place like summercamp.com slash HelloFresh and get 50% off your first and 35% off your next three boxes. Again, that's there's no place like summercamp.com slash HelloFresh for 50% off your first box and 35% off your next three boxes. Back to the podcast. So I've gone over the bad points of this book. Um, the good points, 
like I say, there's a lot of there's a lot in this book that I could kind of see myself connecting the dots from my story to his. Um, there's a lot in this book about mental health, which is really cool. He opens up quite a bit, and uh, for some reason he goes on he goes on these random tangents, like talking about Robin Williams's death. I don't know why that's in the book, but he touches upon it. But he goes into mental health quite a lot. And I, I think this may have been written at a time where... Now, I'm completely guessing here. This may have been written at a time where he's trying to reminisce and sort of... I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, but I like how he opens up in this book. He opens this up. He's, he opens himself up well. Um there's a whole chapter, like I say, there's a whole chapter in this book about him going to the London embassy, getting the visa, and he paints that picture really well. I really enjoyed that chapter. That was sort of the, that was the first chapter, and that's probably about page 50, that I thought, ah, finally, we're starting to get into summer camp. He's not doing a driving test. He's not bored at work. He's not, uh, applying and applying and applying for all these different summer camps he's actually getting his visa and I was like Jesus Christ that's about time but I really enjoyed that scenario I even had the same problem that George had when he went to the embassy and he had missed missed out uh, printing a certain document and had to go to some cafe down the road I had to do that exact same thing so seeing that in his book is really cool because as a complete noob to traveling myself I didn't have all the documents and I remember what it felt like when I had to go to this cafe down the road thinking oh my god I'm a complete idiot no one else does this who goes into a shop and asks to use their printer for fuck's sake but to see uh, it's actually a common thing and quite a few people do do it it was cool to see uh, there's a point in this book where he talks about four loco which is a drink that I had at camp and uh, that was a, a, a really cool uh, touching point for me where I thought, you know what, there is something here. There is something here. I do like this. Um, now, George does a lot of the sleeping with the kids because I think he's a counsellor, if I remember rightly. So he sleeps in the kids' cabins and there's a, there's a couple of funny moments. But the one that stood out for me is when he's scared of their sleepwalking they just like stand up in the middle of the room and just like look down on him and he's just like oh my god what the fuck and he's just sat there like do i di do i disturb him do i wake him up no you're not supposed to do that that's a real bad thing to do for someone that's sleepwalking uh that was quite funny um and i also liked how uh he sort of at the end of color war he, he he sort of like summarized Color War quite well, uh, especially with the closing point of the two sides of camp finally f uh, finishing that war and now coming together as one and celebrating the end of uh, Color War. That's something that I think a lot of summer camps will relate to. So like I say, this book, I have to say, I can't give it a great score. Um, it's it, it reads well. There's no spelling problems, but the the strange focus on the technology side, the tenses that are all over the place, there's a lot of telling in this book rather than showing the reader and letting them use their imagination to like paint the picture of the things that you don't tell the person. 
there's way too many adverbs I found. It was really just hard to read and it's really disappointing because I want to see other people's stories and I think one of the dreams for There's No Place Like Summer Camp is to inspire other people to tell their story because thousands of people do this all the time and everyone comes back saying it's the time of their lives and now I'm going to publish my story of why summer camp for me was the time of mine um it took a lot of work to get my book to that point and there's going to be people that think it's shit there's going to be people that love it i hope and i hope it inspires people to tell their own story but i just couldn't see that with this one um i think there's a lot of fundamental issues especially when there's two editors on board i don't know if I don't know if you just hired ones that do spell check and that's it. It it was um it's disappointing, but um overall I have I can't help but give a harsh score because I want to stay true to myself. Okay, I don't want to give fake scores out there and then people go and buy a book because I recommend something and then they're like, actually, this is complete crap. Um, so I think as a score, I'm gonna have to give it two out of ten. And that's real, that's as high as I can go, to be honest. The reason it gets two rather than one out of ten is because the summer camp, um, I think because of the summer camp association, because it's a genre I like, and I like to see new books within that genre, because I think, like I say, it's uh, it interests me. Um, I like to see how my camp compared to others. I just really hoped that there was there was a lot more and a lot more strategy around the book. I think it needed a lot more time in the workshop to sort of think about how it's written. Why is there this massive 76-page start to this book? Why is there no uh, telling of the story after camp and traveling with friends and that sort of thing? Um, I just think it missed the mark. And now... I know that this comes across as a review that's just absolutely slagging a book off. I know that. It's not a good look. And that's why I've taken this time to go away, think about if I want to upload this book, this uh, book review. And I came to the decision that I should. Because if I'm not true to myself, then I don't know what this podcast will be. And like I say it's this this podcast this book that I'm writing myself it's a self-passion it's a self-starting project a side hustle as you may may think and a lot of the podcasters and podcasts that I listen to say you have to be true to yourself you can't lie you can't hide the truth you how 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 are you going to grow personally if you just keep lying to people and you're going to get yourself tied in knots um but also it's good for the person that's not being lied to. Because I think deep down, I think in a few years, he will look back on this book and think, ah, I shouldn't have released that because it feels half finished. Um, I think the angle that he was trying to go for with the Unplugged Summer was an interesting one. When I, when I saw it on Amazon, I thought, that's an interesting take. Like no one's really talked about uh, how the lack of technology is um, is like at a summer camp. But it doesn't really touch upon that at all. And it rambles far too much. And the 
subtitle of the book is an Englishman's perspective of, of life at an American summer camp, but it's sort of not. It's sort of a nothing book. So, like I say, two out of ten from me. It's harsh. If I had to give it out of five, it would be one out of five. And it it's not a nice thing to say, but I think, um, you know, if I'm reading these books, I should really give my opinion on them because I want there's no, no place to like summer camp to be sort of like a, a good place for people that are passionate about summer camp and a good place of reliable information for uh, my opinion on things. I don't want to be lying on my own content, you know? So anyway, as the, as the dog is uh, barking like fucking mad, um, I'm going to wrap up this episode. I hope you enjoyed. There are other summer camp books that I have read and I haven't done a review of on the podcast. So I can imagine people that have written a book about summer camp are there like, oh, fuck, after all that, after all that review, you're going to go and read mine. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to go read yours. Um, but like I say, I have read... I think two other summer camp books that I haven't reviewed on the podcast yet. Um, and um, it'll be, I'll be really interested to try and get these sort of people on the podcast. So George, if you're listening, I have nothing against you. I have nothing against anyone that I sort of talk about on this podcast. I want to have open dialogue. I want to re- reminisce about your time at summer camp. So if you want to come on, get in touch. I'm available on Twitter at Andrew W09. Um, you can also enter the competition as well. There's no place like summer camp forward slash no, there's no place at summercamp.com forward slash competition. It's been a long podcast, okay? Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. I'll see you in the next week's episode. Who knows what it will be? But um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this one. It's uh, I can't recommend Unplugged Summer. It's a different angle for sure, but it's not an angle that worked with me.